You're listening to locally produced programming created in KUNV Studios on public radio, KUNV 91.5. The content of this program does not reflect the views or opinions of 91.5 Jazz and More, the University of Nevada, Las Vegas, or the Board of Regents of the Nevada System of Higher Education. Welcome to the Love Seats Comedy Podcast. I am your host, Darcy Silver. In this podcast, we're going to make me funny. That's right. We're going to explore the world of comedy in an attempt for me to get on stage to perform my first stand-up comedy set. UNLV and the Board of Regents are not associated with this podcast in any way, and the material may not be appropriate for all audiences. Listen at your own discretion and enjoy the show. Oh, yes. And welcome back to episode number nine of the Love Seats Comedy Podcast. Yeah, man. Yes. You've been joining me on this journey to help improve my social skills, get in front of a stage of my peers and be funny, make them laugh. One of the most challenging things that might ever exist to connect with someone deep in their soul and make their face shine bright. Uh, wow. It is my goal to do that to people and share the love. So hopefully we'll accomplish that in a live performance, uh, November 14th and 15th. <laughs> uh, you may get your tickets at Love Seats. And that is for UNLV Comedy Week. And join us live as a real comedian will take the stage and I will get up there to do my first set. And oh man, I've got uh, the goosebumps just thinking about it. It's going to be crazy. And as I start to build my own personas and character and create my sense of humor, uh, I've gotten a lot of amazing feedback. And you've heard some great people so far give their wisdom, share the type of comedy that they love. Uh, And as we continue to explore, we're going to approach new boundaries uh, and we're going to talk with an amazing comedian here in Las Vegas, Mike Young. Wow. Mike, thank you so much for joining us here. <laughs> I, 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 thank you for having me here. I really do appreciate it. Um, I, I'm kind of in awe because, you know, for most folks, um, so every year, every single year since I've been alive, there's this thing that happens on the you know, radio and on TV where they say top 10 phobias that people have, okay? Top 10, okay? On there is stuff like drowning, burning alive, uh, being eaten by, you know, an alligator, all these things, right? But what would you say is number one? Getting up there in front of a stage and speaking, public speaking publicly, yeah. Yeah. Which means to me that people would rather drown or be burned alive than have to stand up and talk in front of other people, yeah. right? Yeah. So, um, you know, given that, you know, the idea or the notion, like, you know, I know you a bit. I know you're an, uh, an extrovert in some ways, an introvert in other ways, um, but not the typical uh, stand-up comedian. First of all, you weren't by your, your, your stepfather. Uh, you didn't have anything bad happen in your life, which is, is that allowed? But um, <laughs> yeah, probably, okay. Uh, if you have to believe it, you will. But, you know, I mean, the, the, nothing tragic has happened to you to make you. Uh, did you get beat up when you were young? Uh, certainly, yeah. You did? Uh, yeah, I got bullied all the time. Yeah, by my 
family and friends. I was always overweight, you know? So, oh, okay. Yeah. I didn't know that about you. For sure. I've never known you as an overweight person, so... Uh, oh, yeah. I, never, I mean, I am right now. <laughs> uh, you know, I mean, what does overweight mean? Like, if you're There's a, a boxer... specific scale. If you're a boxer you and you're having to make weight yeah. and you're overweight, I get that. Well, but that's another game. You're just a normal fella. You gain 13 pounds in one day. How do you do that? You know, that's... Or you're Mark Wahlberg and you go from, you know, 120 pounds yeah. to 180 pounds in one week. Yeah, you're, you know, there's ways of getting there, but there's no way to cheat. There is no testosterone. Okay, there's no, uh, you know, drug that's going to make you be able to stand up in front of people and entertain them. Mm -hmm. Well, okay? exactly right. So somebody has to learn the skill. It, it, it's maybe naturally given to you know to have good comedic timing, to be quick on your feet. Right. As, as there are engaging audience type of you know, interactions versus having, you know, good writing skills and punchlines and delivery. And yeah. what, what they call is, you know, the, the harmony of music almost, you know, of delivery of entertainment, which then has to be immediately tailored to the audience. That's right. Because what lands for the, you know, seven o'clock show doesn't land for the ten. Uh, so you've heard all these things. Yeah. Like I can tell you've studied stand up comedy. Okay. I mean, yeah, I've been learning from, from the legends here. Well, uh, great. You know, but, uh, you know, experiencing it and, uh, you know, being there in that moment when it's happening is sometimes very difficult and it, and it takes years of therapy. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> in my case to even figure it out, you know, like yeah. I got bumped by Robin Williams once. Yeah. Okay. So, um, you know, and then I watched him go up and work out new stuff and he was also putting in old stuff and he was known for taking other people's material and using it as well. You know, when he found out, you know, that it was somebody else, he just absorbed everything. He was a sponge. Okay. That's, that's okay. So if there's a formula, one is you need to be a sponge. If you're going to be yeah. really good at it, you have to like drink in everything that everybody says and kind of figure out how things work in society and all that stuff. Right. Are you good at that? Yeah. I mean, I'm a, a, a good observer of the world. Okay. Yeah. And then you take, once you make these observations, you find out what's humorous about it. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, what about because a comedian generally could look at a situation that everybody looks at and they walk away with an opinion on it. Very opinionated people and almost narcissistic mm -hmm. to a degree. I, I've, right? been, I've been told I'm a narcissist by my wife, so <laughs> yeah. I'm good. I, ha I, I have a lot of those great aspects and qualities going for me. So oh, I, I check a lot of the boxes of, of a comedian of, uh, you know. So you were bullied? Ugly. <laughs> and you had to, did, what was your defense to being bullied? Did you fight back? Uh, no, I just try to ignore it and go do my own thing. Did you, you know, try to be funny to get you out of situations? Uh, I probably laughed it off, you know, tried to find the funny and like how certain things were happening, you know. So in my case, and a lot of other comedians that I've talked to, uh, I was red-haired and freckled-faced, right? And I'm 51 years old, so Richie Cunningham, and uh, what was the? He also played uh, on that show with 
uh, what was the old show on Black and White? Andy yeah. Griffith. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, like people, uh, you know, made fun of me and, and my name's Mike. Mm-hmm. Hey, Mikey, he likes it. That was during my whole thing, right? Okay. He also was freckle face. Yeah. And it was appropriate to beat up the freckle face kid at school. This is just one of the, you know, you got the chubby I, kid. I, I got kids that. You're that the chubby guy. And demo, I, so. if we went to school, you'd be the chubby guy mm-hmm. and I'd be the red haired freckle face guy. Yeah. And we'd get beat up together and we'd have lunch. That's why we're such day. great buds, you know? <laughs> right. <laughs> got to fend for ourselves and stick together. <laughs> so, um, so I want to ask you, you, if, what was the date of your next, or of your first performance? Uh, November 14th. Okay. So on campus here at UNLV. I'm looking ahead and I'm thinking, do you have any material yet? Uh, I'm building it here. That's what this podcast is. So help me create some material. Okay. Well, let's, let's go. Let's let's do some. Okay. So, uh, so as part of exploring comedy, I want to create a showcase of the different styles of comedy. So we talked a little bit here about a, a single word. Can we make one word and, and just deliver that word and people laugh? Yeah. And how many single words can you deliver, right, that continuously can build up that laughter, right? Or uh, a one-liner, right, like a Mitch Hedberg, you know, expression. And then there's storytelling and there's music, like an Adam Sandler, you know, given over some yeah. some some music like that, right? I'm really into I, that. Yeah, I, I'm I'm so musically untalented. You know that in itself is funny. You know where I've gotten a standing ovation doing karaoke, literally because I owned how bad that is, right? And I'm going to own this on this stage here, no matter so how bad you, it can get. I'm laughing no, myself. No. I, so I, it, I, I'm, I'm not golden, I'm not right? happy about what I'm hearing here because what I think I'm hearing is that you uh, are content to fail. Uh, my, my bar Maybe is set on failure and anything above that, right? We played poker recently, remember? And so I knew what was going to happen and, and my expectations were met well, versus disappointment of, or surprise and joy because it, it worked out the opposite. Oh, wow. Yeah. yeah. No, see, I don't, I don't work like that. I'm a anymore. realist. That's that, I would consider that a real. Well, it's here's the reality. Uh, you have rea- all the outcomes. Here's the reality right? of what you're saying is you get to determine your reality because you're going to choose to fail, and then uh, celebrate that failure. That's not good. What do you think? You just said it takes years to to develop it, right? So to think what that you're going to come out you, the, and do great, and then you bomb. What I would you, like you know. to try to do is try to actually go out and kill. The reality is, I'll probably get bumped too. <laughs> <laughs> it could happen now. Like I don't know where you're going up, so it could happen. But uh, I want you to go out with the mindset to kill. Yeah. To actually make and, comedians laugh. Yeah. The guys in the back who are going to be looking at you, the ones who really care about their opinion more than anybody else's. Yeah. I want you to make them laugh. Yeah. And you have enough character and enough life experience uh, in your background to be able to conjure up some funny stuff, I think. Yep. So let's can we work on that? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. You All know, right. and, how many and, times have you been married? And and the skills of doing it, you know, clean is is the biggest challenge because my mind immediately goes, you know, down. The, don't the do wrong it. Don't do it. Here. And we're in Vegas. You know, no. we have a dirty audience generally. Don't do it. You know, it's, so, it's much so, funnier. So let's, let's talk no. about. So what are good, clean subjects? So, yeah, you asked me if I'm married. So, you know, I am married. I got kids. I asked you how many I times you're married. Uh, my first time. 
You're in your first marriage. Yeah. Okay. And you have how many children? Five. There's so much gold in there. There has oh, to be. Oh, I know. Exactly. Right. And, and how many boys and girls? Three boys, two girls. Okay. I got extras just in case, you know. That's your drug. Okay. I guess not. <laughs> no, no but I, I caught it. <laughs> so I get it. So, um, okay. So, uh, and when you were a younger man, uh, before you got married, were you a guy that was going to get married? That was your deal? You just had it in your head. I'm going to find a gal, get married. I'm going to have kids. Yep. Get a house, do the whole thing, right? Yep. Okay. Because that's the way you were raised, I imagine. Like, that's the way you were taught by your folks. Desired. That's what you wanted. Yeah. Okay. And so you went out and you did that. Yeah. Okay, that's, Doing it. Okay, that's Don't successful. <laughs> that's successful. Yeah. There's guys like me that are married occasionally. And uh, how many times for you? Yeah, I don't want to get into okay. it. But when a man says don't occasionally, ask, tell, uh, right? <laughs> but uh, you know, I've I've gone down that route, and uh, it didn't work out for me. And I couldn't make it work. Yeah, right. But you they did. didn't have your sense of humor. Well, they didn't have my sensibility, and I didn't have theirs. I wasn't you. I wasn't a guy who wanted. That. Yeah. I was a guy who wanted to be famous and I wanted to do what Chris Farley did. Yeah. And what Jim Carrey did and what Robin Williams did yeah. and that night. So what's that, your what's your persona? When um, you go and do stand up, you know. I just talk about who I am, you know. Yeah. Like I say things like um um just to give you a feel for where where I go to, like, you know, uh uh, I talk about marriage and I talk about having been married occasionally, that kind of thing, right? Like, but I talk about how I felt like I was like a white knight. I would meet these women who were struggling and had problems and I'd want to help them and they'd reel me in every time and I'd end up getting married to them, you know? And then eventually I just realized that I'm a white guy, <laughs> not a white knight, mm -hmm. okay? You know, so there's a difference. Mm -hmm. Okay, uh, so that's my little joke. Did you catch that back there? I didn't hear any laughter back in the booth. Inside. Okay, got it. He's laughing inside. Got it. Okay, so what I would think that you would want to talk about is what's really going on with you. Who do you relate to? You're a dad. Mm -hmm. You're a guy that's an entrepreneur. Yeah. You're going to college and you're 114. What's his age? Can we get a note from the booth there? Yeah. His age? The official record is seven. Emotional age is seven. Okay. Going on 17. <laughs> right. So, you know, uh, I think you would want to talk about that. And don't go in there and, and discount yourself and fail just because you promised you would on this podcast. Mm -hmm. Go in there and do it. I'll write for you. I can write you some stuff that'll make you, you know, feel good. Well, teach us. How do you write something? Let's write something right now. Well, I need something from you. First of all, you said You've that you were a, a fat kid. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Is it okay to say fat? Booth, fat kids okay? Thumbs up. I see them. <laughs> fat kids okay. Okay. So you were a fat kid. Yeah. What age were you fat? Always. Always. Yeah. Seven still, years old. Still am. Yeah, that belly, distended Always and still belly. am. <laughs> and you know, okay, and you fight that all the time because you you'd rather be you know in shape probably right yeah okay so there's gold in there so yeah. why doesn't that happen what do you mean 
I mean, you're a grown man who mm -hmm. has been successful in business. Yeah. And even despite your success, you're still in college. Yeah. For no discernible reason. I, I haven't figured it out yet. <laughs> but you're, yeah, you want to go back. And then you have this other business venture, Love Seats, and all these things that you're doing, right? You can commit to that. Is, you couldn't commit to getting in shape? Sure. I mean, I, I've committed forever to it. And I reward my success with food, doesn't everybody? <laughs> <laughs> Do you? As soon as as soon as I have a great one, right? Let's celebrate. When you when you Ch have Chipotle. a uh, when you have a big win, do you go out and eat immediately? Do you drink? Yes. You drink yeah. beer. Beer. Okay. So people do that too, right? Like it's not much different. Sure. Right? You have a big win. You go out. But when it comes to like. So let's create some material off of it. Okay. So uh, let's talk about like, are you How like. How do you create a joke, right? So are you like a, me? There's a punchline, right? I'm going to say, are you like me? Mm-hmm. Do you? And you keep going. That That's how you, you would start, to, you know, engaging the audience. Are you like me? You know? Yeah. And then yeah. I'm going to have you finish it. Do, do you? Do, do you go to the grocery store and you get one of those little baskets, you know, and then fill it up completely and then start grabbing more and more stuff like your Hercules? <laughs> See, that's funny. You're right. I, I feel like I'm a giant. Right. I'm, I'm carrying. And then you know, one I'm, of those guys this. drops on the floor. It's about a third what of the size. What do you do? Of the do you, normal. Do you try to pick it back up and get it all back over there? I, but what I'm saying is, though, you grab the small one. Because you have the intention of buying just a few things. And then uh, so we're building something. All right. So there you go. Continue. All right. So then do you ever feel guilt uh, when uh, the person is checking you out? And they're like, they see that you have uh, Tampax uh, pads of some sort. And you're a grown man. So those are clearly not for you. You got vodka and you have a frozen pizza. Are they wondering what your night's like? <laughs> I mean, something like that. Like, or are they judging you? Do they judge you? Yeah. Have you ever, you know, wondered if when you're getting checked out, they're judging you? I I think no one's checked me out, so I don't know what that feels like. I, at the when you go to the, do you not have somebody? Oh, you have a wife. She does all the groceries. Uh, no, no. We're not learning at all. something here. When's the last time you've been in a grocery I store? I mean, what, what what century are we in? Right, you you have an app and then they deliver it to your front door. Oh, that's you, how you, you waste grocery? your time buying groceries. I, I actually oh enjoy gosh. it. Oh, because yeah, you I pick out to, the melons and, and feel. Which I thump ones them. Are, I thump them. You know, I do. It like oh, that. I, I, by the way, I have I have something here for you. <laughs> you know, we have it, we have by some the delicious way, Coke. This, oh uh, this, God, this, I this beautiful drink. Can you get me a straw in the booth? Would you like some Coke? Oh, I need a straw. Would you like some Coke? Mm. Okay, I'll do a little bump. Yeah. A little Coke. The drink. A little, yeah. Yeah, different thing. Are they a sponsor of the show? They're, they're not. So all of this is going to be cut out? I imagine you'll have to see what, when I, you listen I, to it at the end. God, I wouldn't worry you, so much about it. I you want know, you to be sued by Coca-Cola. God forbid. Yeah. Did you, <laughs> you know? You said you wanted to be. I did. You know, so, you know. Yeah. You, why would hey, you want to be and what are you going to do? Hey, I'm enjoying a Coca-Cola right now. Oh, and I have not been authorized to talk about that. I mean, as a stand-up, you, you have something usually next to you to I don't know how to open it, good. though. Do we have somebody that can open it? No? You have to use the two-bottle trick. The, the two Bibles? Two-bottle trick. Two-bottle. Yeah. 
You've never seen Can the two-bottle trick? Can Look, you get this? Here, the two-bottle two, two trick. Okay. So, whoa. 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 Easy. We're in college, right? So every, yeah. everybody needs to know how if to do this. If in right? here, he's going to have to explain you got it to two somebody. bottles. Hopefully you cool. didn't shake it. You know, I think I but did. I if you it. if you get the right wedge, you well, can the actually fact just that take you just one bottle here and you tilt it well. like this, right? And you get your finger well. in there. And if we uh, do, we we apologize, you know, in advance. But oh, if not, you can have a refreshing beverage. Thank you very much for. I'm gonna get real joining close. us here. Enjoy your delicious Coke. I'm gonna get real close to the mic while I. That that Coke is is from Mexico. Oh, it's yeah. the authentic. I can smell the Mexican Coke. in Mexico on it. A delicious. Oh wow! Beverage. It takes your breath away. <laughs> I may belch. Um, do you have a buzzer? Uh oh. <laughs> do you have some kind of buzzer in it? So I don't know if we're allowed to belch on here. So a as you do stand up, you know it's important to stand up, right? You shouldn't sit down. Uh, I've never uh, enjoyed it when somebody sat down, yeah. like, uh, except, for, except for Bill Cosby. And I, I'm sick of people I'm a uh, being mad at me about Bill Cosby. I'm a pacer. Matt, you're probably, you're probably good at karaoke. I am. Right? Yeah. Because we I speak. standing ovations. I am a great know, singer, different, actually. Different types, but, you know. I'm a better singer than I am a, a comedy guy. Yeah. For sure. Yeah. Um, yeah. So when you think about how you relate to the audience, right? So you kind of said mm -hmm. it's easy to engage by saying, you know, have you ever, you know, or does this bother you? As hey, well? Are you like me? Are you like me? Yeah. So are you like me? And then what? You don't normally have to say it, but that's yeah. kind of like if I was given the basics, good ideas here. if I was given the basics to somebody be like, okay, so, uh, Hey, are you like me? Um, are you sick and tired of the fact that, uh, Jurgens, uh, how's that pump? And you got to pump it seven times to get the appropriate amount for what it is you're going to do. Like, how about they, they come out with a seven pump, you know, something, you know, anything. You just think of whatever you want to think about. Yeah. And then like with you, like I'm going to guess right now. No, I'm not going to guess. Tell me what the um, condiments were that you had uh, the last engagement we were at. We did a uh, poker show remember recently mm -hmm. and uh, tell me what you had there for food uh snacks pizza no drinks. Tell, tell me all the items that were there i mean you had all of them i, I think know i, went, I, I put them else. in my i put them in my bag <laughs> and i stole them all but what were they do you remember uh whatever was like the uh bulk candy that they sent oreos that are on sale were there oreos yeah oreos because we were playing poker right so we had some chips some rounders style. okay I rounders get it. reference in there got it okay right? and then the what else chips right because you got poker chips i mean we, right. we themed it very nicely i thought right. right there was a character that was there that was weird guy ali d <laughs> we, we we brought ali d yeah. to life guys ali d yeah. came to life what'd you think about that Right, I, th I think you know, like uh, he probably should get representation. Yeah, you know, I um, mean, yeah, he's going places. He, he's not appropriate sometimes. Yeah, um, and I think that's his point. Yeah, you know what I'm talking about, right? You know what I'm talking about. <laughs> so we gotta, you know, take a character as a persona, right? Make it come to life. And that is one. Well, that was one instance comedy, where you did right? that, right? And from beginning to end, it was 
try to be in that character, which in itself was tough for, you have to for live long it. periods of time. You got to completely live it, right? So these method actors that are absorbing something, you right. know, and getting it over, you got to really, really, you know, and then to get un- out of it, it must be very difficult as well, you know, because that then yeah. becomes you because you made it that way, right? So if I imagine myself as an amazing stand-up comedian, right, and that persona, no matter what I do, pursues all the way through, it's going to be an amazing show. Now, building the set, we are talking about me. I am a student. I have kids, <laughs> right? And you know, I'm sure you know you hate when your kids scream and yell and fight with each other and you want to just, you know, have them not fight and you end up fighting with them to get them to stop fighting and then it's a fight-a-thon, right? And you just, you know, continue to fight until you block and tackle and defuse with, you know. See, uh, everything you're saying right now is comedy. That's what I'm doing, creating comedy. Yeah, everything you're saying right now. But is it really funny or is it not? Well, it's the way you frame it. So at the beginning, you have to set up something that you're going to land at the end. But all of those comments are the grit. That's the good stuff that keeps people engaged because I can relate to that. I have a 14-year-old and a 4-year-old. I have a 4-year-old son, right? And he runs my life. I have to negotiate with this, you know. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) And, uh, you know, it's just, you know, but that's the way it is. Like They have hold all the cards because they know that I love them so much that there's no way I'm going to, you know, win ever. Right? So they hold all the cards. Yeah. And, and, you know, if you're like me, right, still at seven years old and still fighting for, emotionally for yeah. keeping control, you know, and all those things, yep. and, you know, we need to comes. talk about your dad next time. <laughs> oh, the yeah. Next time I'm here. Yeah. I think uh, when we talk about we, approval, we, we can talk, talk about dad jokes, you know, right. <laughs> you have good dad jokes. Do you, do you, um, in any of that? you know, only with my kids, Yeah, like not as a comedy thing, but with my kids, yeah. I, with every opportunity, I say the stupid dad jokes. My, my kids are, are buzzing jokes to me left and right these days, yeah. you know, that they keep hearing from other kids. You know, but they, now they've mastered telling it over and over again, you know. So they're feeding you all this. Whatever I do, they're like, oh, I want to be just like you, you know, which is a great thing until they realize who I am. And then they're like, oh, man, why did I choose to be like him instead of the right. other guy? You know? <laughs> so we got to always, you know, try to at least for them, you know, give a, a good impression, you know, uh, of what success looks like and, you know, hope for the best. The one thing that you do and that I do very well is we enjoy the process because it's not always easy. Yeah. You're grinding, man. I know. You you know, like today alone, you put in like, I don't know, you're going to put in like 16, 17, 18 hours today. And, you know, it looks like you're having a good time. Yeah. And the the fact is you are. And that's what people should be doing. I don't know what line of work folks are in that are listening right now. But if you're not having as much fun as you are and as I am, then you're doing the wrong thing. Yeah. We got to balance high ideals with reasonable expectations, but you got to do it, you know? And if you want to do it, it's been itching on you to do it, do it. Because having the regret, oh, I always wish you could have versus I did it and now I either don't have that itch anymore or I loved it and that makes you happy. You know, it's a win-win, right? Yeah, well, you know, you can't be afraid of losing. you got to be prepared to win, you know, and I feel like that's what you do. That's what I've been trying to do, and, uh, you know, it's working out, I think, for both of us. Yeah. 
Yeah. So, you know, as I look at these little things, so one of the things that I want to try and we'll get more into next episode uh, is, is trying to create characters. So I work with some amazing people that have uh, incredible skills in creating voices. And I look at myself and I don't think I, I have any skills at it. I'm not, Can I'm you do find, voices? I'm trying to find my range of... You got to be able to do voices. I know. So can I? So if you can do a voice. Tell me if these are worthy voices that should be pursued. Give me one. Give All me right. one. So these, these are... I might, I might 30 be seconds? Here we go. 30 seconds. We got, we got Cookie Monster. Oh, I like cookies. I'm Cookie Monster. Go. Yes. Next. Create some material off of that. Mm-hmm. Go. Uh, all right. Let's see here. I got this one earlier. Uh, <laughs> I'm running, Jenny. Mama always said life was like a box of chocolates. You never know what you're going to get. Keep going. You need another one. Well, I am the best. There are a lot of people out there but there's only one me and i am the greatest yes you're trying to do trump i made the greatest Mm -hmm. and you'll do it again move on 50 52 the best next one oh there's not 51 uh you've heard him visiting you know you know you really you know covid's back right the Uh, economy uh for world we're out here after i pardon myself and make america greater right oh that's a great slogan make america greater Hold on, I, I got a text from Terry Fader. <laughs> it's a cease and desist letter from yeah. Terry Fader. He's glad that I you're said that. Allowed, so you're that not allowed to do it anymore. Great. Well, with and that, with that, we'll uh, save it for the next one and work on some more. <laughs> Thank you so much for ha- for joining us, Mike. <laughs> My pleasure, brother. Thank you for listening to the Love Seats Comedy Podcast. You can follow this glorious podcast at unlv.edu forward slash KUNV forward slash podcast and Love Seats on social media at Love Seats and Real Love Seats. And that's L-U-V-S-E-A-T-S. All one word. You've been a lovely audience. Until next time, share the love.